0: well, hello, uh,
1: and uh, welcome to this edition of the TWBC podcast. My name is Tony Lightfoot, and uh, thanking you once again for your support of uh, this uh, uh, this uh, this podcast. Now uh, we are uh, in April, uh, about the first weekend in April when this uh, this episode was uh, was recorded. And I uh, ha- actually have the pleasure to talk into, uh, to one of the up-and-coming rising stars uh, from the nation of, uh, of Ukraine. Uh, got, to, got to see him a little bit uh, uh, with his training last summer in, in Italy and also uh, saw him compete in the Junior Worlds. And uh, now represents uh, the University of Louisiana at Monroe on their Warhawk uh, ski team. It's uh, Damir Floratov. Uh, how are you doing, sir?
2: Hello, Tony. I'm good, thank you.
1: Okie dokie. Nice to see you. Nice to see you too. Uh, the last name is—is is that pronounced correctly or? Filaretov. Filaretov. Yeah. That's okay. Right. I just, yeah, I get a little bit tongue-tied, a little bit with that name, mm-hmm. and I just have to slow down a little bit to make sure that I get all the right syllables and all the right places. Okay, and. Uh, so we're here at Bennett's water ski school, uh, outside Zachary, Louisiana, uh, and, uh, you have an opportunity to train here during a, a spring break. Uh, how's that getting coming along? Uh, actually Easter break, I would say.
2: Uh, so I decided to, uh, come here, uh, in, uh, like we have spring break here. Uh, we have spring break here. So I decided to ski one week. So why not? Okay, uh, last time
1: I saw you uh, was actually on the podium steps of the uh, of the Junior World Championships, which yeah. took place in uh, this past January in Santiago de Chile. Uh, but it w- didn't didn't all go to plan did it uh, so far as that competition goes i mean you took a pretty nasty spill uh, those of you that watch the uh, the broadcast and twbc will vividly remember that on the very last day of competition uh so so how have you been since then
2: oh it it was a difficult event for me uh, now i'm feel pretty well uh, I got injured. I had some problems with my ribs for two months. I st- it still hurts sometimes, but now I'm recovered and I'm fine. I'm continuing to skiing.
1: Okay, yeah. So, I mean, you took a pretty pretty nasty fall, took a, a shot to the ribs. Any other injuries that, that that occurred?
2: No, doctor told me like nothing, but I don't know, like for two months it hurt. So, I believe something was with my ribs, but I don't actually know.
1: Now, the whole getting to a hospital or to a medical facility was a bit of an an adventure because the first medical facility you went to couldn't admit you, right? Yeah,
2: I don't remember everything because I got in my mind only uh, after, I don't know, maybe 40 minutes after my crash. So, yeah, I think in first hospital, uh, like, uh, they couldn't find my insurance, so they didn't allow me to... uh with them, so we came to another hospital.
1: Okay, and uh, and and after and after that, uh, uh, the uh, the treatment was was administered uh, pretty quickly, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, it was it was fine.
1: Okay, so uh, with uh, with that with with that taken care of, uh, you you ascended the uh, the podium steps uh, uh, not too not too long afterwards. I mean. I mean take I mean notwithstanding the fact that you're from Ukraine and ov- and, and, and obviously it uh, you you had to work extremely hard just to be able to ski in this event. I mean what did, what did that feel like with, when with with the people up on your feet giving you a standing ovation?
2: Yeah, it was it was a really cool experience. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean it's uh, it was certainly one of the more vivid memories that I had yeah. at the Junior World Championships and have actually announced a, announced a fair few of them. So, uh with with that kind of in the rearview mirror, uh, we're we're uh, preparing for the for the for the season uh, to to come. Uh, what what's what's essentially your first major tournament? I mean, you've got, I mean, you've done, I think you've done one collegiate tournament so yeah. far. How did that go?
2: Yeah, it was one week ago. It was just like fun tournament, first tournament. So I prepared only three days before. So it was it was just just for little practice
1: okay and uh, so so what's your major, what's your first major tournament? I mean, is, is there going to be like a Masters qualifier or anything? Because I, I, I know you skied in the Junior Worlds. Yeah. And I think because you skied in the Junior Worlds, you may be eligible, still elegi- eligible age-wise to compete in the Junior Masters. Is that right?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would really like to go to Masters, but unfortunately I think I won't go. Because it's uh, really difficult for me to go alone there and pretty expensive. And I need to train a lot before, uh, but I have, uh, ending of my semester, so I need to study, so I won't be able to ski a lot, so, and uh, no masters, I think, so.
1: Okay, so kind of, kind of give us a little bit of an idea of what it's, what it's been like for you to train and to ski on ULM's campus, and then because, uh, I mean you're a, you're a freshman last fall wasn't that right?
2: Yeah, yeah, that's right.
1: Okay, so how do you, so freshman last fall you would have competed in the in the collegiate nationals in, uh, in in Texas. So how did that go for you?
2: It was so cool. It's really cool competition. Nationals, a lot of people, that are, a lot of new people. Uh, like more uh, fun funny than worlds or Europeans. You feel more um, calm maybe uh-huh um, so I really like this event
1: okay so certainly it's certainly a little bit easier for you, for you for you to deal with not not as much pressure but but now we're now we're heading into the summer uh, you you're probably eyeing up the uh, the u21 worlds aren't you coming up in June is that one of the tournaments and on on your on your on your target list, so to speak.
2: Not really, because it's uh, taking part in Mexico, right? Yeah, it's Mexico. in Mexico and Japan. Yeah. yeah, so it's also so far, uh, and uh, I'm only one person under twenty one in my team, so I won't be able to go. Okay, I think I'll have one more uh, under twenty one world uh, like in three years, um. so that one I'll probably. Compared.
1: Okay, so uh, I mean, obviously, obviously, it's uh, hard to ignore the fact that you are from Ukraine okay. and uh, you've you've been on the the national team set up for for how many years now? have you been in, been involved on the Ukrainian national team.
2: Mm. Nine years.
1: Nine years now. Yes. So, so essentially, from the time that you started started skiing, you've 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 almost been part of that setup. I mean, that that's actually a question itself. How did you actually get involved with uh, with tournament tournament skiing? Because uh, a lot of people and and especially in, in in the western part of the world you know do it do it for fun do it do it to recreationally behind a boat you know with a group of friends or what have you and then they find out that they got a little bit of talent so they they, they seek uh, guidance from elsewhere and keep going but it in in a lot of other countries that are in I would say eastern Europe the the way that a lot of people get involved in the sport is is completely different right yeah Okay, so kind of tell us the path that you were
2: on. Okay, like our club, we have uh, really good conditions. We have really good uh, coaches. Uh, and um, even, even when you just go to the sport just for fun, eventually uh, you'll probably be, uh, become a good skier, professional skier. So that was uh, with me. So I skied for one years just just like a sport, uh, and then I realized that uh, it's really cool cool sport, and I have good opportunities in the future. I had really good coach, so I became a professional skier.
1: Okay, so I mean, and you you ski over at the Sentosa facility? Is that right in Nipra? Yeah, yeah, that's in, right in Nipro. So uh, right right off uh, the the Nipper River, and but during the winter you you ski uh, you, you train in the swimming pool right yeah okay yeah. so so how, how how is that different so far as techniques that are used to uh, to 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 teach yourself uh, the, the new tricks uh, every, every so
2: often yeah in swimming pool we do only tricks uh, not all tricks like no flips some ski lines uh, some toes uh, tricks Um it's not really effective way to ski, but uh, it's better than nothing, of course. Mm-hmm. So uh, we ski just to remember how to stay on the on uh-huh. the water. So, but um, we used to go to Jack uh, Travers Water Ski School. Uh-huh. So, uh, uh, in winter. Uh, so the be- that's the best training that we have during this period.
1: Yeah, yeah. You did, there's definitely no, uh, no 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 real substitute for being being in great weather and having the great setup in a lake in Florida or something like that. Mm-hmm. But obviously, Ukraine is a world away, and unfortunately, right now. Uh, Ukraine is involved in a in a in a pretty heated uh, conflict with uh, with Russia right now. Mm-hmm. So, and it's been a little over a year since Russia actually invaded Ukraine. Uh, when that day happened, what, what, was, what was going on with you at that time? And uh, Because, I mean, where, where were you?
2: Oh, I didn't believe the war uh, would start. I didn't believe. And one day at 4 a.m., my mom woke me up with words, Demir, wake up, war started. I was, like, shocked. I didn't believe in this. But then I saw news. And we came with my mom to grocery shop to pharmacy uh, to buy some uh, products, some uh, pills because and there was a lot of people, a lot of people, like I don't know, uh, we waited in grocery sh- uh, grocery store for maybe two hours to buy some food because uh, everyone it, it was panic yeah panic mine. yeah, yeah, of course, uh, there was a lot of people and everyone uh, wanted to buy something because uh, there was there would be lack of uh, some products yeah so it was it was scary first first few days
1: yeah and uh, and i mean from the sounds of it i mean it sounds like your mum w- prob- probably had a pretty sneaking suspicion that russia would eventually yeah, invade, especially considering the annexation of Crimea and uh, and those lat- those territory over in the Donetsk and in the Donbass region, mm-hmm. you know, that had already been occupied by yes. Russia, you know. So, I mean, I mean, I mean, being, I mean, skiing and, and all that kind of stuff, I mean, I must have immediately took took a took a, a back burner, you know. Of course. So so, so obviously, I mean, you had to. Had to get emergency supplies and everything like that, but as as the war kind of continued on, I'm sh- I'm sure that thoughts of you competing and getting ready for tournaments and stuff like that must have must have crept in. I mean, how long did it take for you to realize that that, that this this fight this conflict wasn't going to be over just like that?
2: Um, I think maybe two three weeks. We waited in Ukraine. We just watched what what was going on. And then we decided uh, to move to Poland because we just didn't know what to expect from this war. Uh, everyone was scared, so we decided to leave country. And in Poland, uh, like maybe after one month, I realized that I have continued skiing, uh, that I have opportunity to ski in Italy, Ricciato. Uh, so maybe yes, maybe two months. Uh, I need to realize that war continuing, and I have to to continue skiing.
1: Okay, so so how how did that process uh, play out? I mean, in, you're in Poland and wanting to ski, so you reached out. So you reached out to to the Italian Water Ski Federation, where its headquarters. Uh, their, their national training site is Richetto yes. so so how, how how did they respond
2: um, we have one uh, guy uh, Misha Mihalichenko 13 years old uh, from Dnipro and uh, he came there like in April to ski there so I heard from him that he ski in Richetto so I decided to write to uh, director of uh uh, this ski club, Richetta ski club, and uh, they allowed me to ski, and big thanks to them.
1: Okay, indeed, yeah. I mean, you've got—I mean, like Dario and yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Dario, Dario, and and, Dario and, Ken, uh, and Candido Mars, yes, and, and, and everyone—they're a part of that setup, you know. So I mean, they basically open their doors doors to you to uh, to be able to ski and to, to compete and that kind that kind of stuff. So I mean, that must have taken a lot of weight off your mind with yeah. the tournaments that were that were coming up soon mm-hmm. afterwards.
2: Yes. yes. I want to say big thank to uh, Italian Federation to Dario. It was they gave me opportunity to ski because in Ukraine it uh, wasn't able to ski. So probably I won't be able to compete. So yes.
1: Okay, so uh, after that, I mean, there were a number of tournaments. Uh, you skied in the Europeans, didn't you?
2: Uh, under seventeen, you mean?
1: Yeah, the under seventeen in were, Greece. Yes, in, in Greece. And how 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 did that turn out? Did that turn out okay for you?
2: Yeah, it was the best uh, tournament I've ever had. I got tr- four golds out of four. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> and it was it was really cool competition. I really liked it.
1: Okay, and what about you? You did you ski in the U twenty ones as well? Or no. That was in Austria. That was it there. was it was
2: in Austria, and it was uh, like in September. But I had to. I uh, go to ULM my semester started so uh-huh. I decided to go to to ULM to yeah. Monroe
1: and that precluded you obviously from being in the elite Europeans but now you're probably thinking that uh, well the elite Europeans uh, this this season is going to be in Italy it's going to be in San Giovacio towards the end of July so uh, you're looking forward maybe to competing there yeah
2: yeah I w- i'll probably compete in open Europeans uh, in San Giovacio
1: yes along with uh, Misha and uh, Daniello possibly yes i think so so, so it, would, it would appear that Ukraine would actually have a pretty good team coming yes, up. Yes,
2: yes, I hope. Well, we well,
1: certainly wish Ukraine the very best of, best of luck there. So uh, what, speaking about ULM, uh, what studies uh, do you have there right now? I mean, you've probably just gone through your, your, your freshman year and you're probably still trying to decide where you want to go major-wise. But do, do you actually have a major or do you have like an end goal in mind?
2: Uh, yeah, I'm a computer science major. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm studying computer like programming, and that's what I like. That's all. That's the major I always wanted to study.
1: Okay, and uh, and so what's like, What has life been on like on campus? You know, because obviously there's a curiosity factor with you being from Ukraine, yeah. and a lot of students that go to somewhere like ULM probably hardly ever set eyes on anyone from Europe, much less anyone from Ukraine. So when when you have like initial greetings with people, you know, and uh, you tell them you're from Ukraine, what what has been the general reaction?
2: I think it's like usual reaction. Some people just ask uh, like, what is the situation in Ukraine? How is my family? Something like that. But it's not like something unusual. Okay. Okay.
1: Yeah. And that uh, they've, uh, the bit you've, you've had one. There was already one person on campus from Ukraine, right? Two. Uh, for, two, yeah. two, two, two girls. Two Sta- girls. Yeah. Stasia
2: oh. Prosvetova and Sonia Maximinkova.
1: Okay. So, I mean. Coming into that situation with, with two people already from your home country, I mean, d- did, did their support kind of help you get settled into life in the United States? Yeah,
2: of course, of course. It was uh, one of the reasons why I came to uh, University of Louisiana in Monroe. So I uh, have there uh, two people that I r- really, really know. So I knew that uh, they can help me. Uh, that they can support me, so that was the reason. That's one of the reason why I decided to uh, go to ULM.
1: Okay, so they made so they they informed you that there was a place at ULM if you wanted to go, rather than you made made the initial contact. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, you were definitely scouted. Uh, so, I mean, a Ukrainian in the United States uh, in the northern part of Louisiana, probably, you know. That's a that's an unusual situation in itself. Uh, what what has been some of some of the best things about about living in the United States, especially uh, especially being a college
2: student? Um, the best thing I like in my university is education. Is education system that uh, United States uh, has? I really like it. It's really interesting about living uh like monroe is not really big city it's not a lot of big uh a lot it's not a lot of uh places for entertainment so i cannot say that it's so interesting but uh, you've got netflix (laughs) (laughs) of course (laughs) but netflix i can see you whenever is the world so yeah the best thing i like is education i really like it Okay, and and just just like
1: just life in general, because I mean to be plucked up out of Ukraine, uh war torn Ukraine. I mean, it's uh, I mean the war is still going on uh, over over a year since since it started, you know. So from Ukraine into the United States, I mean, obviously the education, but I mean, is is there is there anything that kind of like jumps out at you and like says, you know, I didn't know this about America. And I was shocked to find out that, it, uh, that this, is, this is what happens over here.
2: You mean about education or just in our world? Just,
1: just life, life in general.
2: Um, I've been in United States like 15 times before. So but that was Florida, though. This yeah, that was, that was Florida, yeah. Um, so I don't remember what uh, reaction I had uh, when I came to US first time. I was only 10 years old, but I remember that I was surprised. So now now it's like usual you're, country for me I get used to USA.
1: You're probably thinking about maybe visiting the theme parks in between sets you know when uh, yeah. at the age of 10 <laughs> no, 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 no 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 where uh, where uh, Disney World and SeaWorld are in Florida yeah. now. Now Obviously, for for all the good, there's there's some there's some things, some bad things uh, associated with the with the United States living here. Of course, I mean I've been living here with 25 years. It's not it's not all roses, but uh, kind of what stands out out f- for you uh, being in the United States. You know, you know kind of like some some of the negative things you know
2: mm. about America. Let me think. Yeah, I can tell you're an optimist. Mm-hmm. I think I didn't uh, still realize. W- was I feel that something is not as I want, but
1: um, could it be? I, could it be the food? I mean, I mean, is I mean, is it too much? Too much gluten? Too much pizza? or Too much uh, carbs? Or, and, uh, and being a small town as yeah, Monroe? I think it's
2: one one of the reasons, Yes.
1: I don't want to think that I led you to, led you to that answer or anything no, no, like no, that. No, but no, I, mean, I
2: think, yeah, I just uh, think about it right now. And yeah, that's, that's one negative moment of USA.
1: Okay, so what kind of thing you do, do you wish that they served in in Monroe, that they serve in uh, in Ukraine? I, I mean, I don't know too much about Ukrainian cuisine, but is yeah. there something you kind of wish? Man, I wish I had some of that around yes, about Yes, I now. want
2: Ukrainian kitchen everywhere. That's <laughs> the best one.
1: Yes. Okay, what kind of food are we talking about from Ukraine? What, 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 what is, like, the quintessential Ukrainian thing to eat, you know, the go-to?
2: It's borscht. Borscht, it's a special soup from Ukraine. Mm-hmm. What, are, I, what is that made out of? Uh, it's uh, um, tomatoes. Okay. Uh, it's uh, some meat. Uh, like, it's usual, it's usual uh, soup, but uh, in Ukraine, uh, people know how to do it well. Yeah, that sounds, it's so tasty. That
1: sounds like chili a little bit. But, but I mean, I'm I'm guessing you have your own spices and that kind of Maybe, stuff. Maybe, yeah. That, that kind of differentiates it. Probably, yes. It. But, uh, but there you go. So, uh, future coming up. I mean, obviously, we talked about the tournaments and that kind of stuff. So, kind of, uh, what are your goals going forward? Because this is a world's year. I yes. mean I mean you you, you want to be on the Ukrainian team along with Daniello and mm-hmm. maybe maybe Misha will probably come along to compete in the worlds you know for his his first elite worlds over at uh, Jack Travis's place you know so so what are your goals going forward? I know I know I've seen you learning tricks and stuff like that I know you're getting consistent with slalom mm-hmm. and uh, you know trying to maintain your jump but by the time we get to September and october what what would you like to have achieved?
2: Uh, before october before open world championship uh i'll have uh open european championship and mm-hmm. maybe some uh other uh championships like san gervasio oh, yeah. uh Linz open it's in austria uh, so
1: oh you mean the overall tournaments on the world water skiers yeah
2: yeah uh, okay yeah. Yeah, so that's the tournament I'm going to visit and just practice to do my best on open worlds.
1: Okay. So uh, open worlds being at Jack Travers, it's a site that you're quite familiar with. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm sure that, that that's going to give you a little bit of confidence mm-hmm. going forward, yeah?
2: Yeah, true. Like I've been there a lot of times, 14 maybe, 15 times. Mm-hmm. So I really know I really know this lake and it's really good conditions there
1: okay so obviously you draw a lot of inspiration from daniela filchenko uh like like i mean he competed in the junior worlds in like 2010 i was actually there to see him compete and i knew that knew pretty much right there and then if, yeah. he, if he kept going there he'll be among one of the top skiers in the world but mm-hmm. i mean i mean do you do you draw a lot of inspiration from from what from what he's done in the past and what he continues to do now for Ukraine?
2: Yes, of course. I'm so inspired of him. Uh, he helped he helped me a lot. He uh, continue helping me a lot nowadays, uh, like uh, not only with water skiing but just in life. So also Alex Samoylov. Fortunately, he quit water skiing, but he also helped me so much in mm-hmm. in the past so yes
1: okie dokie so uh i normally keep these uh these interviews fairly short you know around about 25-30 minutes you know just to mm-hmm. just to keep the attention span of, uh, yeah. of 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 my audience uh uh attentive all the way throughout you know so uh so i'm going to give you an opportunity to uh, uh to give some acknowledgement of thanks to uh to those that you believe deserve it so uh Uh, before we round off for this podcast i'll leave the mic open to you
2: okay um the biggest uh i'm sorry let me let me think um I know there's so many people. The, yeah, the biggest thing what every Ukrainian think now it's war in our country that still continues. And I want to say big thanks to everyone who supported us. I know there's a lot of people from Warski community. community. Um, so big, big thanks to everyone. But the war still continues. And um, just if, if you can, uh, we need... We need more of your support. Uh, I hope I know we will win in some days, but still, it's a, long, a lot of times before that. So, thanks to everyone, and um, I hope we will get your support yeah. even more.
1: Okay, on, on, obviously, and, and obviously, the the folks at Sentosa as well, uh, Alexei Alexey uh, from from Sentosa, yes. obviously, that continues to to help the team and provide a uh, financial material support going forwards. Yeah. So, uh, I've met him a couple of times in the uh, years and he's, and he's a very, and he's, he's a very, uh, very determined and very, very good. Uh, yes. Yes. Person.
2: It's a person who gave, uh, everyone in our team in Ukraine opportunity to ski without him. It won't be able because, uh, he's a person who made this life for us.
1: Okie dokie. All right then. And with that, uh, I'm going to round off uh, this, uh, this episode of the TWBC podcast. And until the next episode, I am going to say ciao for now.
0: Thank you for listening to the TWBC podcast. Be sure to check out our website at waterskibroadcasting.com. Links to our presence on major social media platforms can be found there, as well as updates to our webcast and this podcast. Duplication or rebroadcasting of this broadcast without written consent of TWBC is prohibited. Subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform and be sure to join us next time for the next edition of the TWBC Podcast.